please accept these gifts as peace tokens from the people of Kaldor. Oh, gosh, that's lovely. My own, uh, uh, egg. Well, it is nearly Christmas and all. Uh, thank you very much, Captain Xantor. You represent Earth Authority. Uh, well, uh, in a manner of speaking, although my friend Marina here is actually much more sensible. Your beauty would be greatly enhanced by suspended animation. Oh, gosh, well, uh, thank you. Uh, oh, right, yes, sorry, you, you were talking to, uh, to her. Yes, well, although she's by far the more sensible one, uh, I'm actually the only one of the two of us who can speak, so, uh... I understand your position. You need our cooperation. Well, yes, but uh, only for a moment. There remains only one question to be decided. Exactly. Which episode will I be watching today? Well, if you'd like to press the button for us... We are grateful. Random variations. Mm. This is the hard part, of course, the waiting. Time will pass like a dream. Yes, and in no time at all, the machine gives us a printout with the name of a random Jerry Anderson episode on it. It was so programmed. How could it do otherwise? Indeed. Ah, well, it's the protectors today. We overestimated your computer's ability to analyze. It does not seem to have understood. Yes, still, never mind. It's just one more protectors episode out of uh, however many are left. The alternative is death. Well, you certainly are a Christopher Lee character, aren't you? Oh, yes. Okay, then. Here's one and one makes one. Hmm. It is a tragedy. Well, who knows? Maybe it'll be okay. We do not require judicial revenge. That's good to know. So, welcome back to The Protectors on the Randomizer. Okay. And Suki's not here, but this lady is. This is, a. Uh, I uh, hope you don't mind. An actress named Georgia Brown. Let me freshen it up. Who, uh, I believe, returned in the second series in the episode Borderline. Nice mood, nice apartment. Star Trek fans may also remember her as uh, Worf's mother in uh, a couple of episodes of The Next Generation. Do you believe first reactions are always... The best. But she's let herself into Harry Rule's apartment, and more than that, she's let herself into the drinks cabinet. That uh, that very cool-looking drinks cabinet that they keep in the Globe. You know, you have me at a slight disadvantage. Mm. Hmm. Uh, we're making kissy kissy time. Oh, sorts of kissy kissy. So this seems like uh, some kind of distraction. I would uh, I would assume. Mm, much. <laughs> I don't remember the plot of this one, I'm afraid. I saw the title come up and I thought, oh, first season. And then I thought, what? What even is this story? I don't remember. What are you doing here? So it's a voyage of discovery for all of us, really, because uh, let's be honest, how many of you out there have actually seen One and One Makes One? Why? It's always been high on my list of things to watch. I know that. Well, you can't win them all. <laughs> Will you stop looking for Benny? <gasps> Negative. Sorry. Oh, so we're looking for Bennett. There's something you ought to know. There's oh. a gun at the back of your neck. <laughs> oh, that is important to know. Yeah, she's brought a couple of goons with her. Oh. oh. Well, that's no good. Forget about Bennett. He's dead. Oh, not Bennett. 
So we're back from the opening titles, and uh, if you've had time to process the fact that Bennett is dead, oh dear, written by Jesse and Pat Lasky. Not a pair of names I, uh, I recognise, but... Interesting evening. Mm -hmm. What did Paul tell you? Why, it won't be easy to find Bennett. They got him? Yes. They're holding him at the house in the Rue de l'Eglise. Bit difficult to get on the guest list. I this is something I find quite funny with uh, some IT sh uh, ITC shows, and I've, I've been watching The Persuaders recently, which I've really enjoyed. And um, when you have this back projection shots of people in cars, sometimes the footage is at a slightly wonky angle compared to the actual car with our characters in. So that's a shot there, quite um, quite clearly. The Harry and the Contessa are driving their car sort of sideways up the road. Oh, they're probably interrogating him now. We are going to Paris. We've got to go back to uh, Harry's place and smoke cigars for a while first. Indians would have kept us one in the family. Well, I need a new face if anything goes. Hey, easy, Suki. Suki's giving uh, Harry one of those um, back massages where you walk up and down on the person's back. Hello. Look, we want you to get. Don't ask me to give you one of those. You will die. Are they holding him? Well, it won't be easy, but I do have a contact. Right. You so that guy with a fabulous moustache has a contact. He's going to get things moving for us. Meanwhile... Assigned to take Bennett's place for a week, a month, however long it would take. It's Michael Goff, who... I think this is his only um, Anderson appearance, which is a shame because uh, everybody loves Michael Goff and uh, he's because he's, he's a very good actor. We will go through it once more. But he is interrogating... I am here. To help you find your memory. A chap who seems to have lost his memory, played by Neil McCallum, who was a uh, occasional Super Mario Nation voice artist. He was in uh, Thunderbirds Are Go, playing oh someone on the Zero X crew. Who's on the Zero X crew? Let me remember their names. It's not Paul Travers. He's not Greg Martin. He's not... Dr. Grant. Or to talk like him. So he's the other one on the Zero X crew. And whoever the other one on the Zero X crew is, he's not Brad Newman either, because that was Bob Monkhouse. To make you oh, look like him. Whoever's name I've forgotten. He was the scientist, wasn't he? Dr. Ray Pierce. That's the character's name. He was Ray Pierce in Thunderbirds Argo. And he was also in four or five episodes of Captain Scarlet. Um never credited if you refuse to call so it's nice to see him uh, him back again yeah, he was in winged assassin as the uh, dt19 captain he was a policeman in big ben strikes again he was um security chief what progress rayner in expo 2068 and professor carney in codename europa is it possible he really thinks he's bennett it's possible Personality transference, the result of a minor embolism caused by the bullet wound. But here our, our baddies are in France. Once more. They've got this chap. You were supposed to memorise everything that Bennett knew before you killed him. And you did kill Bennett. But he wounded you in the head. Okay. And because of this you suffered. Loss of memory. But is this true? Fusion. Or are they trying to trick him? Who knows? And frankly, who cares? Because this is a very long scene to spend with characters that we don't know. This will restore Kozhnev's memory. Oh. He will recall all he learned from Ben. A big
biggest needle in the world. And he would tell us quite willingly. I'm not Costner. I'm Bennett. I killed Costner. I'm Bennett. I killed Costner. I'm Bennett. I killed Costner. I'm Bennett. I killed. So this chap thinks he is Bennett. The baddies are trying to tell him that he is their man, Koznev. Nothing else to do. Why? We should sell them. The protectors are hoping that he is Bennett. A nice candlelit dinner on a terrace somewhere, very romantic. As they plot another play a violin luxury meal on the continent, flying out to France. Well, for you, it's an occupational hazard. And of course, they're drinking and smoking on the flight. Paul, why why are you flying the plane? Two hundred francs. It must be real. Yeah, you do occasionally hear um, Tony Anholt picking up uh, picking up slightly uh, small bits of extra work doing French voiceovers in this show from time to time, and that was one of them. Huh? Hello, how are you? And there he is in person. You look like a package store from the Via Veneta. <laughs> I hope you've arranged a Sonne Lumiere for us. Yeah, without too many fireworks. Well, as a matter of fact, I was planning a tour of a certain house. Interested? Mm, vastly. How about coffee? Why not? Yay. There are three entrances, all well guarded. How well? Well, muscle boys, various members of the staff, you know. But I've had a word with Janos. He's here already. You said it was urgent. He hasn't been sitting around. Does he know where they're... No, Janos, he's a good guy. Uh, is Janos a character we've seen before? There was there were several semi-regular protectors, and I can't remember if that is a guy we've seen before in another episode or not. Not a chance. I don't think so. Why don't we just try the front door? But it could be, because he has a, a fairly fabulous moustache. Anyway... We are planning, I think, to rescue Bennett slash Koznev slash Neil McCallum. But we need a clever plan to do this. Good afternoon. I have an appointment with the head of the household. And uh, just marching in and saying that uh, you own the place seems to do... Uh... Well, it's just a painting which I intend to deliver. You have only to look outside. It's in the van. And, oh, fist! Ah. Well, that was easy enough to get into. Just act, uh... Very important. Oh! That's Michael Goff getting punched in the stomach. So we're two down, and we haven't even made it to the staircase yet. We're doing quite well here. Oh, two more. Let's see how Harry and Paul handle this. One is down. Oh, there's another guy appeared from nowhere. He's been sent over the uh, staircase railings. But the Contessa can't find Koznev. Or slash Bennett. Don't tell us we've beaten up all these people for nothing. You're dead. And by dead, he means he's locked them in the room. Will they escape from the locked room? Well, the um, the music is suggesting that uh, not only will they escape, they will escape with uh, great panache. There are bars on the windows, but the Contessa is undoing the laces from her boots. Harry, meanwhile, has swiped a... A cigarette butt from an ashtray. I remember that is an important part of the plot. We will return to that later. We will find out the story, the reason why he has done that. Meanwhile, 
we have plugged a piece of metal into a wall outlet. We're now connecting the Contessa's laces to it. In the heel of her shoe is a something. I'm not a super secret spy guy, so you'll have to bear with me while I figure out what they're doing here. Oh, do you know what do you know what she's got concealed in, in her heel? It's a miniature uh, acetylene torch. Powered by her bootlaces. Good thing there was an electrical socket right there by the window where they need to be cutting the bars. It's This is amazing. They're working so well in unison. Well, not unison, all three of them. Working so well together, it's like instantly they know, right, what we're going to do here. You make an acetylene torch out of my boots and you start you pull down the curtains and uh, start making a, a rope to help us get down to ground level wow this is why they're the best of the best oh and having made one cut harry is able to uh to just pull the the bar out of the way we keep them upstairs until you get here Unless they have an acetylene torch in their shoes, but you know, no doubt about who they are. That's not going to happen. I go to the clinic now. Ah, there's a clinic involved here. This is the embassy. He's off to the clinic, and oh, oh! So they're not even going to try to escape through the window. They're just going to make it seem like they escaped through the window, thus luring in the uh, two of the goons. For more punching! Wow. I was going to say they, uh, they probably couldn't have escaped through that relatively small gap they made in the bars. Which means the Contessa is now leaving with no shoes on. Oh! Don't know who you were, but Harry's just shot you. Could have been the cook. Could have been the butler. Either way. Harry Rule has no time for you. So, having uh, stormed the embassy and failed, uh, A, because we got caught, B, because the guy we were looking for wasn't there to begin with, we have escaped. Thank goodness. What's next on our plans? Well, another guy seems to be leaving the embassy now, but luckily, Janos and his fabulous moustache keeping tabs on them as they walk along a river thingy. Janos is making a report, but we can't hear it because um, we're not privy to that information. Ah, Harry has now taken up the, uh, the pursuit of a um, guy that I don't know who it is yet. It's a nice shot of Harry with the uh, Eiffel Tower framed behind him there. And our man has now just walked past Paul, who is pretending to be a uh, homeless chap sitting on the floor. And we have now ambushed our man. Let's take a walk over to the edge. Hmm. Look at the water. Before we throw you in it. Kind of a historic place, huh? What do you want? You know what I want. Who are you? Where did they move that guy they had in the house? Oh. So is this just a random guy that works there? Tanlu Clinic. Oh. Well, that was a 
an intense interrogation, but they got the information out of him eventually. Meanwhile, at the clinic... Hey, I recognise that sound effect from somewhere. You are in Montreal, my friend. It's a... Oh, it's a... Yeah, it's a... Uh, computer console, the kind you might have seen in UFO. A little medical monitor, really. Kozhnev. Kozhnev, you have been specially trained. Your mission to contact Bennett, kill him, and replace him. Wow. Ready? Ready. For what? I'm sorry. Okay. Are they breaking up? Oh! Oh, dear. I wasn't expecting that. Oh. No blood? No, no blood. Oh! Now there's blood. Have I missed something? How are you? You tell me. Good. Oh, I see. They're trying to make him look like he's been in a car crash. They're dumping his body on the road so that he can be taken to the clinic. Good old Paul for, for volunteering to be punched repeatedly in the face. It's all part of the job. But uh got to say that as the ambulance appears on the scene, he doesn't look that uh, that hurt. Oh, it was, it, they're not trying to suggest he was in a car crash. It was a motorbike crash they're trying to, to fake here. But that's it. He's loaded into the ambulance. Where are you taking him? To the clinic Saint-Luc, monsieur. Well, what would he have done if they'd said, we're taking him to not the clinic that you want to go to, Harry Rule? Harry Rule would have been in trouble then. What did you learn, Cosner? He's got a gun in his hand. But I fire first. From my pocket. Some blood in my eyes. Cosner, what did you learn? Cosner is dead. He was almost ready to speak. He's been speaking for quite a while. Still nearly there. Yes, this chap, by the way, I think I waffled over it, but he's a Canadian intelligence agent, I think. Um, I'm not entirely sure who these people are working for, the baddies, but hey, here's a face I recognise from uh, all sorts of ITC things. Boucher, might have been quite serious, but you will be glad to hear that the X-rays are clear. I can't remember his name. But he's one of those, oh, hey, it's that guy. He's a he's a good, reliable, familiar face in these things. Uh, I have a couple of friends who'd like to visit me this afternoon. Of course. Uh, just give their names to reception. <laughs> they somehow contacted me even before I had my accident. They said, Paul, if you ever have a motorbike crash... Security? Let us come and see you. You probably know this is a psychiatric clinic. We have to be careful. Oh, yes, of course. I haven't yet thanked you, doctor, for your treatment. Oh, please. A road accident makes a welcome break from manic depressions and schizophrenics. Mm. Well, I must be getting on. No. Oh, doctor, could we skip the lock on the door? Oh, sorry. Force of habit. Oh, it's a nice, friendly doctor. He enjoys dealing with road traffic accidents. They make a nice change. Oh. Who's he phoning, though? Boucher is expecting visitors this afternoon. Room 27. Oh, maybe he wasn't as nice as I thought he was. Naughty Doctor. Anyway, Harry, the Contessa, and Janos have turned up to uh, to bring flowers. Contessa has put a dark wig on. Harry has put a flat cap on and dark glasses. 
Bonjour, mademoiselle. I am Monsieur Montgomery Plums. This is Madame Leclerc. We are looking for Monsieur Paul Boucher. What? Monsieur Plums. Monsieur Plums. Monsieur Plums. Monsieur I like Boucher. that name. The observation ward, room 27. Merci. Oh, oh the nurse is in on the thing as well. There's nobody to be trusted at this clinic. Here we have a wheelchair. Who are we going to be bringing out in this wheelchair? Then it's here, right? Private suite. Where? Left out of this door. First door on the right. Ah. How well guarded? That's hard to say. Certainly be around, but it could be anyone. This doctor is a woman, not on the staff here. So she's bound to be one of them. There's no time to lose, I'd say. Okay. How do man. you know everything, considering you've been confined to a hospital bed pretending to be injured? Well, they've loaded Paul onto a, uh, a gurney. They're going to wheel him out. Um... But as they are wheeling him out, someone else has been put into a wheelchair. Hold it. Ah, right. We're now in the room with Bennett slash Kosnev and Dr. Lady. What do you want? Bennett. So who's this in the wheelchair if not Bennett? You're making a big mistake. We'll risk that and take him anyway. You won't get as far as the end of the corridor. Oh. Oh. Knockout gas. Very useful. Don't remember using that too often. Anyway, we've now got Koznev on a gurney. We're now leading him out into the hall, but who is this figure in the wheelchair that they've been building up to? Ah, it's Michael Goff pretending to be Bennett. So that he can shoot Harry, and Harry shot him, Contessa shot a goon, and... Oh! Oh my goodness! Oh! Ouch! Oh my goodness! Okay, right, so, um, uh, Michael Goff's character got shot. His wheelchair obviously got knocked backwards. He went straight through a pair of double doors and down a staircase. Oh, and that looked very, very genuinely painful. I winced when I saw the, um, the stuntman's neck sort of get crushed on landing and I would imagine, I, I have no experience of stunts obviously, but it, I, I would imagine that falling downstairs in a wheelchair is not an easy thing to uh, to pull off because, you know, wheelchairs would tend to have a mind of their own. Anyway it's the end of the story and we are paying a visit now to Napoleon's tomb because when you played Napoleon solo on The Man From U.N.C.L.E., and Man From U.N.C.L.E. did an episode all about Napoleon's tomb, but Robert Vaughan didn't film there. He can film there now for no real reason. You're getting delusions of grandeur. Forget them. And here's, here's where it's all going to be explained. What do you mean? That the unpleasant lady doctor was right. The man we tried so hard to rescue is Kosnyan. Ah, so all this was lie. pointless. Yeah, I know. Yep. I'll think of the story you'll have to tell her. The guy we tried to save is dead. We've got an enemy agent. When did you find out? And Harry already knew. It's kind of a habit left over from my lean days. That cigarette I swiped from the house has kind of prints on it, and as you say, uh, they don't lie. See? See, I told I you. I didn't mention it. Well, I forgot you smoked. Aha. Uh -huh. So, all of this was pointless. We've got the wrong man. The right man is dead. Um, we're ending on a note of this is quite happy. Um, but yeah, that's a, oh, well, that was one and one makes one, and, um, quite an intricately plotted episode of The Protectors there, uh, despite me sounding like I was struggling to comprehend what was going on, I actually think that was 
that was fairly well plotted. But again, we have that ending where we don't really know what's going on until the very last moment. And when we find out, it's so disappointing. So I would say, actually, that's a fairly satisfying episode of The Protectors with some good moments, but uh, kind of let down by a slightly lacklustre ending, really. Yeah.